Chapter 9 of The Romance of Modern Astronomy This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Romance of Modern Astronomy by Hector McPherson Chapter 9 The Asteroids the orbit of Mars marks the limit of the inner group of planets. These are separated from the outer group by what is variously known as the zone of asteroids, planetoids, or minor planets. They are, indeed, the most minute of bodies. Unlike their mighty neighbor, Jupiter, and their comparatively large neighbor, Mars, they are not to be seen without the aid of a telescope. The discovery of this zone belongs, therefore, to comparatively recent times, although the existence of one or more planets between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter was suspected fully 300 years ago. In fact, Kepler, who gave the world the three laws of planetary motion, predicted that a planet would be found revolving between the two bodies. Belief in the existence of such a planet was strengthened when, in 1772, a German astronomer named Bode investigated a curious relationship, since known as Bode's Law, connecting the distances of the planets. If we write down the following numbers, of which each after the second is double that preceding it, 0, 3, 6, 12, 24, 48, and 96, and add 4 to each, we have another series, 4, 7, 10, 16, 28, 62, and 100. Now it is a remarkable fact that these numbers represent approximately the proportions of the distances of the various planets from the sun. Bode pointed out that four corresponded to the distance of Mercury, seven to that of Venus, ten to that of the Earth, sixteen to that of Mars, fifty-two to that of Jupiter, and one hundred to that of Saturn. In 1781, another planet, Uranus, was discovered, and it was found that it filled the number 196. But there was not a planet at a distance corresponding to 28 between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. Bode noted this fact and stated his belief in the existence of a planet to fill the vacant space. In 1800, von Zach, another German investigator, summoned a congress of astronomers to make a search for this remarkable body, whose existence was believed in before it was glimpsed by human eye. The zodiacal region of the heavens was divided for the purposes of the search into 24 zones, each of which was assigned to a particular astronomer. Some astronomers were unaware of the fact that a zone of the heavens had been laid aside for their own particular attention. 
Among those who did not, at the end of 1800, know of his own position among the band of searchers was Piazzi, the director of the observatory at Palermo in Sicily. On the first night of the 19th century, January 1, 1801, Piazzi was making observations for the purpose of forming a star catalogue when he noted particularly an eighth magnitude star. On the following night, he ascertained that this was not one of the stars proper, but a body possessed of an appreciable independent motion. At first, Piazzi believed that he had discovered merely a faint comet, but he soon came to the conclusion that he had found the missing planet. Accordingly, he wrote to Bode at Berlin, informing him of his discovery. Piazzi continued to observe the strange object for six weeks when he became unwell. By the time he was able to observe again, the planet was invisible in the rays of the sun, and astronomers were afraid that it had been found only to be lost. However, an orbit was calculated from the few observations made by Piazzi, and on the last day of 1801, the planet was again observed. It received the name of Ceres at the suggestion of the discoverer. The gap had now been filled. The planet, it was true, was not comparable in size with any of the known planets of the solar system. It was so faint as to be invisible to the unaided eye. Still, astronomers believed that the missing planet had been found, filling the vacant space 28 of Bode's numerical progression. The solar system was now regarded as complete. Only three months after Ceres was rediscovered, this opinion was rudely overturned. Olbers, a famous German astronomer, followed closely the new planet Ceres in the months following its rediscovery, and on March 28, 1802, he was astonished to find, quite close to the position of Ceres, another strange star of the eighth magnitude. A few hours showed him that this object was in motion. Here was a remarkable discovery. Not one, but two planets revolved in the vacant space, and the new body, which received the name of Pallas, was found to revolve round the sun at nearly the same distance as Ceres. The two bodies were without doubt akin to each other. The symmetry of the solar system was supposed to be broken, and no one was more astounded at the existence of two planets where one alone was expected than Olbers, the discoverer of Pallas. At length he put forward his explanation of the presence of two small bodies. He supposed that there had existed between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter a large planet, of a kind similar to the other worlds of the solar system, and that through some terrific catastrophe, this planet had, in the remotest past, been shattered to fragments. He predicted that many more such fragments as Ceres and Pallas were likely to be found, and recommended that a search be made for other portions. In 1804, Harding, another German astronomer, 
discovered a third fragment, which was named Juno, and in 1807, Olbers, who had been maintaining a close watch, detected a fourth. The new planet was named Vesta, and is the brightest, though not the largest, of the asteroids. These four bodies were named the asteroids, or planetoids, and for about 40 years the system was again regarded as complete. It may be stated here that the theory of Olbers, although it led to the discovery of other two fragments, is not now accepted by astronomers. As no further asteroids seemed to be forthcoming, the search was abandoned in 1816. Fourteen years later, however, it was resumed. A German amateur astronomer, Henke, ex-postmaster of Dresden in Prussia, began to search for further members of the asteroid system. For fifteen years he watched without success, but at last, in December 1845, he discovered a fifth asteroid, which received the name of Astrasa. A year and a half later, he detected yet another, known as Hebe. In the same year, an English astronomer, Hind, detected Iris and Flora, other two members of the system. Since 1847, not a single year has passed without the discovery of one or more asteroids. Some astronomers devoted almost all their time to the search for and discovery of minor planets. Peters, an American astronomer, discovered 48. Palisa, an astronomer of Vienna, found over 80, while Goldschmidt, Luther, Shakornak, and other observers each discovered many of these small planets. The method of discovery adopted by these astronomers was to construct charts of the regions round about the ecliptic in which such planets were likely to be found, and to compare those charts with the actual appearance of these regions of the heavens through the telescope. By this method, it was easy to pick out unfamiliar stars and identify them as new asteroids. This method, however, has now been discarded. A new method was devised in 1891 by Professor Max Wolf of Heidelberg, who has discovered over a hundred asteroids. It occurred to Dr. Wolf to apply photography to the detection of these objects. It is obvious that an asteroid, owing to its appreciable motion, will be represented on a photographic plate not as a point of light, like the stars in the background, but as a streak of appreciable length. As Professor Brashier explains, when the picture is developed, the stellar images show themselves as small circular dots, but if a planet were in the photographic field during the exposure, its image would be that of a very short line or trail about one-twentieth of an inch long, because it has an average movement through space of a little less than half the diameter of the moon in 24 hours, while the stars remain practically stationary. This tiny trail is the clue to a new planet 
or perhaps one already discovered. Since 1891, this method has been used extensively. In less than two years, Dr. Wolf discovered 17 asteroids. During the past 18 years, many minor planets have been detected in this way by Wolf and his assistants, and by Charlois, Metcalf, and other observers. The number of known asteroids now stands at about 700. By the time Dr. Wolf applied his photographic method, popular interest in the ever-increasing family of little planets was on the wane. Mr. G. F. Chambers in 1895 described the asteroids as of very little interest to anybody. It was hinted that there was no use continuing a search for bodies which so closely resembled each other and the discovery of which served no useful purpose to the discoverer. Certainly, it must have been a singularly uninteresting search for the astronomers who prosecuted it, because with so many asteroids already discovered, there was always the possibility that the newly found object might not be a new asteroid at all but merely a known one which had been lost to astronomers. Great care had to be taken to ensure that the same planet was not discovered twice and regarded as two different objects. As Professor Turner of Oxford remarks, there was a system of numbering in existence as well as of naming, but it was inadvisable to attach even a number to a planet until it was quite certain that the discovery was new, for otherwise there might be gaps created in what should be a continuous series by spurious discoveries being struck out. Accordingly, it was decided to attach at first to the object merely a letter of the alphabet with the year of discovery as a provisional name. The alphabet, however, was run through so quickly, and confusion was so likely to ensue if it was merely repeated, that on recommencing it, the letter A was prefixed, and the symbols adopted were, therefore, AA, AB, AC, etc. After completing the alphabet again, the letter B was prefixed, and so on. This was getting tiresome to the astronomical world until, at length, in 1898, an insignificant little object was discovered on a photographic plate by Witt in Berlin and designated as BQ. It was seen that this was a real discovery, and the little body was assigned the number 433 and the name of Eros, it soon appeared that this asteroid was of more interest and use to the astronomer than all the other asteroids put together. The vast majority of the asteroids have their orbits between the paths of Mars and Jupiter, but this little planet revolves in an orbit so elliptical that at its nearest position to the Earth it comes within the orbit of Mars and is only thirteen and a half millions of miles from the Earth. It is, at times, our nearest planetary neighbor, but is so faint that it is never to be seen without the aid of a telescope. It can, however, be photographed 
and in this way is of the greatest use to the astronomer. By means of observations on a body so near, its distance and thus the scale of the whole solar system is very easily calculated. The little planetoid, therefore, has supplied astronomers with perhaps the most reliable measurements of the actual scale of the solar system. Since 1898, the discovery of asteroids has gone on at the same rate, but no further objects of interest have been found. Although the asteroids are, generally speaking, akin to one another and form a distinct zone in the solar system, they have their own individual differences. Their periods of revolution vary considerably from about three to nine years. Some of the orbits are very elliptical in shape, and unlike the large planets, many of them do not move almost exactly in the plane of the ecliptic. Pallas, for instance, moves in a path which is inclined to the ecliptic at an angle of 34 degrees. In size also, there are great differences. The four earlier discovered asteroids, Ceres, Pallas, Vesta, and Juno, are the largest. These are the only asteroids which actually show measurable disks and can thus be actually measured and it is only by the aid of the largest telescopes in the world that such measurement can be made. Ceres is 477 miles in diameter. Pallas, 304 miles. Vesta, 239 miles. And Juno, 120 miles. Vesta is the brightest of the four, so its surface must be highly reflective. The sizes of the smaller planets have not been measured, but can be estimated, and it is believed that few of them have a greater diameter than 25 miles. Practically nothing is known of the physical nature of these minute planets. Professor Barnard observed the four larger ones carefully some years ago with the large telescope of the Lick Observatory and saw no traces of atmosphere round them. Nothing is known either of their rotation or of the actual condition of their surfaces. Some of them are variable in light, and it is supposed that such variation is caused by the different reflective powers of the different hemispheres, combined with the rotation of the planetoids on their axes. These variable asteroids probably have rugged surfaces on which the amount of light reflected varies considerably. The asteroid group is one of the most remarkable features in the solar system. It is obvious that one large planet is replaced by many little ones. It is also obvious that the zone divides the two groups of inner planets and outer planets and thus separates the solar system into two portions. The existence in the solar system of this group of minute bodies, all but innumerable, each pursuing its own appointed path round the orb of day, is another example of the variety and harmony of nature. End of chapter 9 Read by Carrie Adams, Your Book Voice
at Mesa, Arizona on the 25th of March, 2022.